0: Hi, I'm Sneha Vakharia, host of this episode's Cost to Company. If you're listening to this, you will only be able to hear part of the episode. To hear the full version, click on any of the full episode links below. We also have those links in the show notes. Don't worry, it's still completely free and widely available. Just not here. Now back to the show. In the beginning, the project popular culture embarked on was normalizing conversations around mental health, letting people know it was okay if they weren't feeling 100% mentally well, that we all struggle to cope sometimes, and the project was to destigmatize therapy. Goodwill hunting was among the pioneers to do this in 1997. Nearly two decades later, Shah Rukh Khan and Alia Bhatt starred in a movie that was exclusively about this. Writers of novels, films, TV shows around the world have en masse begun to use the therapist's counselling room as a vehicle for exposition. You would be taken into a character's therapy session and there you'd learn what the character was learning, feeling, thinking, planning. Rick and Morty did it. Bojack Horseman did it. Big Little Lies did it. Never Have I Ever does it. But now we are entering a new phase in society's engagement with therapy. In some bubbles of privilege and professional excellence, among certain cohorts of urban elite, therapy isn't just normalized, it is embraced, it is championed, it is celebrated. And not just to help us through breakups and bereavement and moving to new places. Many CEOs, executives, business leaders have discovered therapy as one more weapon to build better products. This is therapy not just as a healthcare benefit. This is therapy to build better businesses. This is therapy as a strategy tool to get more out of employees, to hit business goals faster, better, and with less collateral damage. You're listening to Cost to Company, the Ken's weekly podcast about work and workplaces. I'm your host Sneha, and in this episode of CTC, we'll talk about how businesses are going to therapy to find themselves.
1: Hello there, I'm Snegda from the KEN's podcast team. Diwali is around the corner and we were wondering if you would like to give out a gift that will make the people that you care about, be it friends, employees, business partners or clients, remember you every single day of the year. How about you do something different this year? Give them an annual subscription to the KEN. Every day we publish one story that is original, analytical, deeply reported and skillfully narrated. Not only will you make them feel smarter and happier for the rest of the year, you will also be doing your bit to support independent journalism. And of course, we know that no Diwali gift is complete without a box of delectable sweets, which is why we've partnered with the lovely folks at the Bombay Sweet Shop to bring you a customized bag of snackable goodies. So go on and click on the link in the show notes. You will find all the details there. Thank you in advance.
2: Hey, this is Srivar, the other host of Costa Company, just popping in here with three quick things. First, if you've been enjoying this episode so far, make sure you follow the show. Uh, give it a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show reach more people. Okay. Secondly, you can share your thoughts about the show on Twitter. Tag at the Ken Web, which is the Ken's official Twitter handle. Sneha and I are also on Twitter, so we'd love to know your thoughts. And lastly, we have a type form linked in our show notes where you can share your thoughts and observations around whatever's happening at your workplace that we can probably cover in a future episode of cost to company. It won't take too much time to fill, probably just two minutes. The link is in the show notes. Fill the form and become a part of the show. All right, back to the episode.
3: You know, this is a new business that we were building uh, that I was directly in charge for called True Factor.
0: This is Piyush Shah, co-founder of Inmobi, also COO of Glance. Today, he calls himself a lifelong entrepreneur. But there was a moment a few years ago when this conviction in his entrepreneurship began to crack.
3: And, and I had thrown in like two years of our, of, of our, of our life into building this whole thing out. And, and we had all the success. The team was based in the US, I was in India. And we'd done really well. And one fine day, it just sort of had to be shut down. Just like that. They just felt that we were hurtling on a highway in a pretty strong cruise mechanism, doing well, moment, all things aside, numbers aside. But it just felt like, the, like a truck came on the side and just killed us altogether. I was, I was devastated. I was devastated to say the least. And, and, uh, and, and I started questioning, hey, what is the point of all this? I spoke to Naveen and others saying, hey, I don't think I'm cut out anymore for this.
0: Naveen is Inmobi's CEO and Piyush's co-founder.
3: I think I want to do something else in my life. I used to be strong at this. Maybe I'm not strong anymore.
0: Incidentally, this is one of the most frequently talked about things in therapy. People find their self-esteem, their self-worth shaken by seasonal lows at work. But for Piyush, this wasn't any seasonal low. This was something new.
3: I was hugely capitalistic by grade 11. uh, And I felt that, you know, the best thing I can do for society is to be an entrepreneur, is to be a capitalist. This is how I'll generate a lot of goodwill in the society. and And I'm good at this.
0: Piyush dreamt of being an entrepreneur all his life. And soon enough, so many of Piyush's dreams came true. He co-founded Inmobi, the first Indian unicorn built out of India. Within Inmobi, he was tasked with building new venture after new venture. He was an entrepreneur among entrepreneurs. There's
3: a book by Ben Horowitz. It's called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. That really, really, uh, you know, brought out things that we were going through. Saying it is hard. You know, struggle is where greatness comes from. You know, it's it somewhat glorified grit to the highest extent possible. And I said, boss, this is how it is. This is hard. What you're doing is hard. So I better not complain about it and keep doing it. And as we started propagating it to the team, we started saying this company and our values is about ambition, huge ambition, combined with massive resilience and humility. And and if, if you as folks cannot persevere, cannot be relentless about it, you know this is what it means.
0: We've all heard some version of this, either in our schools or from our parents. But no matter how woke the school and how evolved the parents, we've most certainly heard it in our workplaces. If you want to create something exceptional, you have to do something exceptional. If you want to build an empire, there will be blood. True greatness comes from true suffering. Mind over body. You're not complaining, you're whining. Piyush had spent six years building Inmobi, pushing himself, embracing hardships without once complaining about it. Except, at some point or another, everybody's mind fails to overcome the body it is in. The suffering gets too much. The exceptional costs too much. Too much blood is spilled. Piyush's suffering began to make him worse at work.
3: After ten years of doing all this, it just felt that whatever I felt were my strengths were actually, actually, I, I, sort of limiting myself. And I realized that when I was starting to get feedback from my people and leaders, they started seeing exactly the same things that I thought I was very good at. Hey, you're not communicating.
0: You've reached the end of the first part of the podcast. To listen to the full episode, click on any of the full episode links on the page or head to the show notes and find those links. The episode is still completely free and widely available, just not here. Thank you for tuning in.